Welcome to Real Weddings with Sarah. I'm Sarah Kennedy from Irish Wedding Blog, one of Ireland's leading sources for wedding inspiration, advice and support. Real Weddings with Sarah brings you an inside snoop of some of Ireland's best-loved personalities and celebrity weddings. Join me as I indulge on all of the wedding goss. Today I'm joined by the First Lady of Galway, Mandy Marr. Mandy has many strings to her bow, including being the founder and director of Catwalk Modelling Agency, as well as the founder of one of Ireland's most vibrant influencer agencies, the platform by Mandy Marr. Her biggest challenge to date has been managing me, and trust me, Mandy has the patience of a saint, God love her. Many of you will know Mandy for being one of Ireland AM's leading stylists, and what some of you may not know is that Mandy produces, and I mean not just produces, but brings it, some of Ireland's key wedding fashion shows, as well as many international fashion shows, and I've actually seen them abroad myself, they're unreal. How I managed to pin her down to do this recording is an absolute miracle. Mandy, you are so, so welcome. Tara, thanks so much. You're so you're too kind. Ah, look. That kind of an intro and going, oh my God. <laughs> thank like, you very much. And it's not a, to be with you. So thank you for inviting me to, to be on your podcast. But like there's not enough time to actually intro you because there's so much. There's so many different things. Basically, that you I'm do. just a jack of all trades, Sarah. That's you. Jack of all, master of none, like myself. <laughs> but look, we're going to take a different angle because I know majority of interviews you do, it's always about something else. It's never about you, Mandy, right? So I want to go back and obviously this is a wedding podcast. So I want to go back over your life and go to Operation Mandy and do a This Is Your Life version for just you. Um, I have had the absolute pleasure of meeting your husband, Jer, now a few times and the one thing I always say, being around both of you together, is that the two of you are this team, right? And I know that's such a, like, people are like, well, obviously they're married, they're a team. But no, 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 no. This is like team to a whole other level. The two of you just have each other's back. And it's so lovely to see, particularly in a work environment where you're up to high dough, you've, you're running an event, and Jer's there running other things in the background, and it all just works together. And the two of you just... You're just so like balanced with each other. And I just like, that's it today. I, if I can just get that recipe for everybody else, then we're good. We're good. Be more Mandy and Jer. That's that's the formula for today. <laughs> I, I just think Jer just kind of just for a quiet life probably just says, okay. <laughs> but we do actually, do you know what? We actually do work well together. I don't know whether it's because like initially when I would have met Jer, like I was only 19 when I met Jer. So yeah. I was very young. I was only out of, Initially, I was actually finished one part of college and I was going into something else. But I just changed my career path. But um, and from then, I suppose we just always we always did work well together. And we actually do. We what he will see, I won't see. And what I see, he doesn't see. So therefore, it works. Yeah. And you know what? And I think what you know, you'll always have a couple where that is the dynamic, but it's the respect you have for each other as well and what you bring to the table. Like, there's never a ratty word between you. Well, in public, well, anyway. <laughs> Do you know what? You are right. There wouldn't be. And to be fair, like, he knows, like, I would be fairly, as you know, I'm headstrong enough. And, um, but like, you know, he know he, like that. I think with when, when it comes particularly for shows and producing shows and events, 
he knows what his role is and I know what my role is and it marries together. Yeah. Then there's if something I feel then God maybe could have done this or tweaked this, he will know to do it or vice versa. He will turn around and say to me, God, maybe would you not have maybe looked at doing this this way? Yeah. Listen to each other. Yeah. And and that's why probably we just don't, you know, we just go with the flow, I suppose, really. And would you find you have that? So that's the work dynamic and, you know, work is work. But would you find that then in day to day in everyday life, that would be also the same? Oh, God. Yeah. I, you know, you left there. We're, we're 28 years married, in, literally in less than two weeks time. And, you know, I'd have to say, like, th- th- we never argue. That's the truth. I actually can honestly say to you, I don't think. I can't, I can't even remember an argument. Yes, we give out about the yeah, nip at each other nothing, here and there. We've never not gone for days where we haven't spoken or anything like that. Or if I'm annoyed about something, I'm the one that actually will walk away and might bring it up two or three days later. And um, Jerry be definitely a lot more flighty than myself. But um, in saying that, we just every day it just it, it works. And like yeah. I'd laugh at this, and any other woman listening to me will understand this one. The, the things that I would probably get annoyed about is things that people would find completely trivial, but I would get cracked over coming home and finding a pair of shoes on the kitchen floor or finding a jacket on the back of the stool in the kitchen when it doesn't go there and it clearly is an area where it's hung up. It's stupid stuff, but that's the stuff that would irritate it me. Passes. It's, not, it's, not, it's not the big of, stuff. It's no, not the big it's not, stuff. It's, it's never the big stuff. stuff because we're good for chatting. Yeah, yeah. But that's why I think probably it kind of, yeah, that's why we probably... Every day to day stuff, we just go with the flow. Really. You just go with the flow. So yeah. 28 years married, almost. So back in 1995, you walked down age 19. Were you 19 getting married? Or I, no, I met him at 19. Oh, God, no. But, but I was 23. And yeah. I remember, like, you know, if, if I have a, we have a daughter of, of 22 now. And when I kind of look back and if I thought in a year down the road, she was telling me she's getting married, I honestly think you needed to put a defibrillator on. I think I'd <laughs> have an absolute heart attack, I swear to God. Um, because it, it was young. But you know, when, I, when you kind of look back at that time, in that time, it wasn't that young. Yeah. I think I think women in particular did get married a lot younger that time. And it was, mm. but it wasn't like shock horror to hear she's getting married at 23. And um, but like fell madly in love with Jarrah at 19. And um, and we've had our ups and downs, don't get me wrong. God almighty, I'd had the best seller if I was to get going. But like, and and literally we've gone through everything. But like in saying that, um, you know, I've no regrets. We have no regrets. We yeah. have three children. We were six years married before the kids arrived. So we did have a good time where we did have a good few years of probably building a foundation even more against. Yes. yes. That, that initial load of stress straight into parenthood and, and trying to yes. only get to know each other through that process. You had a good a good stint. And just to go back, I suppose, when like. And and you mentioned, look, you got married very, very young. Like, how did you know that Jer was the one, you know, in that age? Because, you know, you can at that stage, you know, we always think everybody we're going out with the, that we go out with. They're the one, you know. But like, what was it? Did you have a moment where you went? That's it. Oh, sure. Jer rocked in. I was working in a bowling centre in Limerick while I was in college. I could and not imagine you. Rocked through the doors while I was working as a reception. I'm- I'm Look picturing him like a uh, scene oh, from no, Greece. Yeah, he looked like a magnum, big dirty mustache. <laughs> <laughs> he had a Ronnie. Oh my God. 
Oh my God. And I thought this guy was like Magnum PI, eat your heart out. And I told the truth. And I turned around to one of the girls on, on that was working with me on reception. And I said, I said, oh my God. I said, who's that guy? And she says, he's the guy that owns the place. He actually owned where I worked. I'd never met him. Sure did. Yeah. And then I turned around and said, you know what? I said, I'm actually going to marry that guy. And she says, what? And I said, I'm telling her, that's him. They said, I am going to marry that guy. And that's yeah. true to God as I'm actually on this podcast with you. I knew it there and then that was it. And this you is- You saw him rocking like John Travolta there in Saturday Night oh, Fever, becking Ronnie across the sh- under the schnout. Oh. And you were like, that's him. He's for oh, me. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was the coolest dude ever. And literally we got talking obviously straight away and- the feeling was neutral, but so he tells me it was. And we were we were literally going out together within two weeks. Jesus, and- my God, that's mad. Isn't it just funny how the universe works? You know, <laughs> you know, it is. It, it was mad. So tell me anyway, right? So you go and you get married, 1995. So what did that look like? What was the wedding like? But you know, Zara, just, this is what I actually laugh at. And we, we work quite a bit together doing lots of wedding events. Yeah. And wedding events are is a huge part of my own business. But I mean, there was no such thing as wedding fairs back when we got married. And literally, yeah. telling you, we winged it and put a wedding together. We literally winged it. That's the truth. There was no such thing as I never went off and spent this whole day of going around and picking out the ideal wedding dress and having my mom or my sister or my friends yeah. with me. None of that stuff. My wedding dress arrived two weeks before I got married to to um to my house and. You know, there was no such thing of what you, you just knew from previous weddings what to book. You knew you needed your your venue to get married in, which at that, that time really was pretty much more in churches. Yeah. And it was a church wedding. And then, like, you know, you knew you needed your hotel, your band, your photographer. You knew the basics yeah. of for any wedding. And we completely winged it after that and it all fell together. And that's the truth. Yeah. I look you're now getting married and thinking, oh, my God, how it is so much, isn't there? Now It's just another world now. I know. And tell me this, you know, when you were going through the whole wedding process and look, you know, you make it sound like it was this easy kind of ride because it was so different. But that comes with its challenges because there wasn't the level of information we have now. So did was there any part of the planning process from what you recall that was just so stressed out and you actually you loved it or you hated it or 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 what was going through your mind at the time? If I'm being honest, Sarah, I'd probably say we weren't stressed about anything. And for the simple reason is whether I use the word ignorance or whether I use the word of just not being. I know it was because I was so young. Yeah. That I really knew no different. That's the truth. Yeah. We we needed the basics. We booked the basics pretty once the, from the day we got engaged. I think we would almost everything booked for our wedding within within probably two weeks of getting engaged, which was the following year we we got engaged in 94, we got married in 95. So it was kind of like do everything together over a space of a couple of days. And that, that's the truth. So I think it's because we never really knew any different. Yeah. So that really stressed me. No. No. And and where did you get married? We got married in Limerick. And um, actually, I got married in Bunratty, which is where my mum is living. in a lovely, beautiful, quaint church down, down the road from her. And we decided on the Castle Tri Park Hotel for our wedding venue. Oh. At the time, the cast, and which is still is a beautiful hotel, it really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, the So Hotel Group. But that time, like the Castle Tri Park Hotel was the hotel yeah. of that area to get married in. And it was new and it was beautiful. 
And the reason we chose Limerick, I'm a Tipperary woman, Jerris from Galway, and we wanted to go halfway. So anyone that was going to be traveling yeah. between Tip or Galway, there was no big driving involved. And that that was actually the reason we picked Limerick. Completely no ties to Limerick whatsoever, but yeah, that yeah. we chose Limerick. Oh, my God. And do you remember any of the suppliers, like photographers? Or, like, do you remember all of those guys? Yeah. I mean, like our photographer at the time was somebody that I had knew because I, I was dabbling in the modeling at the time. And I'd done a few modeling photographs for us. And he was um, he, a man from Nina and he was great. But like like that, I've no contact anymore now with him. Yeah. But um, like he was great. And he, he was the one that really pretty much directed everything on the day, you know. So it was, yeah, so you knew how you were meant to be and, and all the rest. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Look, like, obviously, there's just so much chitter chatter at the moment about, like, how much did you put in the card? You know, all this sort of thing. In 1995, like, I remember my aunt getting married probably more early, maybe 1990, I think she got married. And I just remember in my granddad's house, just a million clocks and toasters, not a sign of cash. So, like, what was it? What was it by 1995? Did it get any better? I nearly feel we should be doing the renewal of the vows for the 30th actually. trying to get the cash. Yeah. Oh, to God, I mean, early. like, you got a bit of cash in an envelope or in a carriage, you thought you were after winning the lotto. That's the truth. Yeah, yeah. You definitely will be getting nothing, absolutely not even a sniff of what's been given now for wedding gifts. Yeah. And like that, got a load of china. And I'm looking at it thinking, seriously, where am I even supposed to use this stuff? And sure, of course, it's well gone by now. And about, as you see yourself, about five clocks later and two toast, toasters later. And Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, there was it was very, our pictures were a big thing to give that time as a gift. Yeah. Yeah. The picture frames or like picture, actual picture frames. Yeah. yeah. God almighty. Different times. Completely. Different times. Like I remember like it would be I just always remember that day at my aunt's wedding and like neighbours would all be calling into the house. And, you know, and like for Dublin, that is kind of like it's a bit of a stretch. you know. <laughs> so it was just it was just a very different way of, of doing it. So it's 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 all evolved, yeah. whether it's for the better or the worse. Who knows? Who are we to judge? Exactly. But look, Mandy, before you got married and look, bearing in mind, you know, how how when I say how young, you still were, you know, had your full faculties here. Like, so, it's you know, you were well, well in the know of what you were doing. But did you have an expectation of what marriage would bring? Like what in your head was it that I'll get married and that will mean this? Like, what was it that you thought of that? Yeah, I suppose like any young girl's dream, we all dream of bringing the, you know, you think of you know, the princess type of life and yeah. the ever after. And really, in truth, anyone that's married will all know that every marriage has its ups and downs, every marriage challenges. And, you know, I would always say every day today, it, it's something you work on every day, Sarah. It's something, you know, living in this kind of, you know, thinking it's all going to be this gorgeous little bubble, really, it isn't. But in saying that back that time, it was like it was nearly a given. You were going out with so like there was no such thing as this thing where you go, you know, where you have to wait out to be actually formally invited to be invited out by somebody. Now, when you're meeting someone nowadays, it all has to be is it official yet? And I'm going, what what the hell does that mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like if you were snogging a guy back in my time, you were automatically you and you were going out together. That was it. There was no such thing as where you're with somebody for two months or four months and to be formally invited up and you're kind of thinking what the hell is this what, what is this I know would you have you know patience? so it was nearly a given if you were with somebody for a couple of years it, it it was taken that the next process would be get engaged get married and that that 
the truth, Jill and I were together four years. Yeah. So it was clearly like, it wouldn't be a shock horror of being engaged or being married, as I said, at that age, that time. Yeah, absolutely. And what do you think, and I know we touched on some of it, of this earlier, but like for you, what do you think are the biggest hurdles of married life? Like the, the, the moments where you're kind of tested and it's, you really have to kind of work together. Like, do you have any of those kind of key moments? Like I know it was such an upheaval to myself and own in the best possible way when kids came along, but you are now responsible for this child and you don't know what to be doing with yourselves or where you sit in your relationship. And you have to kind of realign that. Like for you, what do you see as that? I would say anyone starting out is probably initially when you're starting out, you're looking for, I would say, actually building a house or getting your home actually a massive part of any couple's struggle, I think. Yeah. Number one, you're being... Yeah, it, absolutely. And it's like, and God almighty, it was bad. It was bad enough my time, Sarah, but I actually feel sorry for any couple starting out now. Yeah. Get a mortgage together and get money together to get a mortgage. I think, I, I think the whole thing, that's another podcast. I think it's absolutely yeah. what's yeah. happening for any young person trying to, to buy a home or build a home. At least in my time, it was bad, but certainly wouldn't be nothing like now. But of course, like anyone else starting out financially, how do you pay this mortgage every month? And then yeah. bills, and then all of a sudden, as you say yourself, and you're so right, when children come in on the mix, your whole your whole way of of just being you and your husband or you and your partner, it completely does change. There's not a question because yeah. realistically, if you're being honest, your priorities change and yeah. your priority is your baby and your your children. Yeah. Of I think any couple that don't say it isn't. I, I don't know, for me, that is number one and they are number one. And they I know are. the truth is, I know it would be the same for Ger as well. I know Ger would feel the same way. Yeah. And I think it's you, you can take this in two mindsets. I always think it's like, OK, so you can look at that other person and say, oh, the children are their priorities now or you're as a team. They're our priority now and we're mm-hmm. together and this is our priority together as a couple yeah. and we're on the same page. And I think. There is that shift in thinking and look, there's no doubt about it. Like I've just, as you know, Mandy, and you've got, you've, you've, you've got, uh, you've got many, many children like myself going into number three. That's a big stretch because any spare time you had for each other is now like, okay, we just have to get through this initial baby phase and we'll be back to each other. And we accept that and we're comfortable with that. So look, you would know all about that because you've gone through, you're coming out the other end now with your, with your brood. We are off in college on Erasmus abroad and doing yeah. like amazing things, you know? But it's funny, Sarah, like I, I, particularly last year, Amber, with three children, Amber's 22, Josh was 19 actually on Friday. And wow. we, and we, definitely last year after Joshua finished um, secondary school and started college, and Amber's obviously already gone into college, even I was looking back at Jaron kind of going, God, and even though we still have Reese at home, but Reese pretty much does his own thing at this yeah. stage. And and I'd have to say we did I was looking at Jerry going, God almighty, we've almost come full circle. Then it's yeah. back just the two of us again. That was the strangest feeling ever. Yeah. And last summer was when that hit me because the day Joshua finished his leave insert, we looked at Joshua's now being an adult and gone, even though he's still obviously home mm-hmm. and he does Thing, but you're he, only you're only you're only getting them for a borrow aren't you you you, you, you borrow your children that's yeah, it and then they're gone and you think the time will never go and you you obviously know it Sarah you're in you're in the the very precious early stages of now with your third baby with you and, and but honest to god in a flash of a moment it flies by and all of a sudden 
as we are here now looking at literally three adults now. Yeah. And it's it comes full circle. It's crazy. It's bonkers. Yeah. Like I sometimes myself and own sometimes we'd be sitting there like we, we'll get our time out maybe on a Friday. We actually just like like you can just see it in the pair of our eyes going, what the hell is happening here? Like, what just mm-hmm. happened? We just did bedtime and it's mad. And it's like, all right, so how are you? And I think that's the hard thing. It's 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 actually that whole momentum of actually turning around and saying, how are you today? How was your day? And I really consciously do that because you can very easily go through busy schedules and not ever check in on each other. And next thing you're just, you're just housemates. You're, two you know? you're on two different pages. You're on two different, you know? So it's I uh, that for me is my one thing in the day is like, how was your day? How was school? It's so How important, was, Sarah. You know? Yeah, it's, yeah, so, it's so important. important. Communication you know? is vital. And even, uh, like, you know, you need to make time for each other as a couple. Yeah. You need to, your children are not going to die if you're gone away for two hours for a meal with your husband or your partner, whatever the case may be. They're going to be more than fine when you have somebody looking after them that they love being with them, whatever. And you need to, you need to be selfish enough to actually take that time out and go away, as you said, if it's only just sitting down and a cup of coffee. But you come back in better form. In, what's going on? How's what yeah. going on? How's this, that, the other? You have to do it. Well, I think it's really important because I actually think that you need those breaks. And I think this is really important for someone who's about to get married because you're going to get into this. And like I always found listening to th- stories like this really good as a preempt to avoid things happening. Yeah. But like I always feel I come back as a better person after I've had my time out. And I know that sounds really shitty, but I need like I had a night out with my friends. I haven't seen I haven't gone for dinner with my friends since I couldn't tell you when this particular group way before Sam came along. So you're probably over a year ago um, and it was a tonic and I've come back in much better form because I've had that. And I think you have to remember to do those those little things. But, but Mandy, speaking of like, I suppose, conflict and, you know, you know how conflict can occur. You know, and you you mentioned you'd have those kind of little, you know, the little kind of uh, the guffs, we'll say, not fights, but the guffs. But how do you overcome conflict? Like, what is it in your house? Like, what's your go to to overcome conflict? Because I know like for Owen, he's straight out the trap. Call it. What is it? Whereas I'm like, no, I'm going to slam a few pots around here and grind my teeth and look at you like I'm going to kill you. Like and you have to decode my mental signals i'm sending because you should know so what's what is your <laughs> oh definitely zara any of my lads here in the house will tell you one look is all it takes they'll <laughs> know but and, and literally it's funny i and i i honestly now they may tell you something completely different but i i there's times i'm horizontal actually and i don't know whether it's because sometimes with work everything has to be it has to be so precise and yeah. and on time and all of our work as you know Zara is now my mm. work at weight with the line of work I do unfortunately so I don't have the luxury of getting back to people in three or four days time no. my, if it comes in it has to be now today and that's it but like and then I find when I switch off and I'm in, in my home environment and I'm home it's like as if then I breathe yeah I'm actually quite horizontal at times and there's times where something could annoy me but I'm actually I am fairly good to hold it in and just say nothing yeah I just go with the flow now they know small things irritate me and I won't be long saying it and as I said about the shoes thing or the coat or a gear bag fired in a bedroom yeah boots or something like that with gear with soccer boots in it or whatever but like if something even with Ger, if he if he annoyed me about something I actually wouldn't be one to conflict or get into an argument 
I'd actually say nothing. And let it pass. I will probably, when I'm in a different frame of mind, maybe two to three days later, I probably will bring it up to him then. When there's less emotion involved and you're calmer and you can go back and say, look, you know, the other day. So Your whole logic changes. It's like if you're annoyed with somebody in work or if you're annoyed with a colleague about something and there's times where you could blow the gasket and say something. There's no going back. Yes. Therefore, I would say go away, cool down. Your logic of what you would have said initially there and then mm. be completely different. Because you'd be throwing the grenades at that point when you're that wound up. I know I would. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I do. I just cool down. But I will come back and say, listen, do you remember the last day? I'm just letting you know. the And it's done and dusted. So yeah. there's never a moment about it then. Yeah, I love that. And like, do you and Jer have a particular, like, not rules, but kind of things that you make sure that you do to ensure that the relationship is healthy and happy? And so, you know... um. Other guests I've interviewed, they might have a particular rule like, no, Tuesday evening is date night for us. We sit down, we watch a box set and that's our we 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 are ruthless on that. That is non-negotiable or every once a month we go out and um, just the two of us or whatever. Like, do you have anything that you set in stone as a couple? Um, setting something in stone is probably almost impossible. And yeah. that's because of me and um, because Joe works Monday to Friday in a medical company. So he's home every evening. Whereas for me, you're I'm, only getting started in the evening time my work with the events and everything. It's, yeah. Yeah. My work is, is almost most weeks is seven days a week. And to be fair, on his defense, he allows me to do it because he knows I drive in it. So he doesn't stop me. Yeah. And um, but I would say I, you know, since I've taken on help in the business and having Haley working with me, it has freed me up to try and be a little bit more ruthless, to try and push myself to get out of the office in the evening yeah. time. And we try and pick something on Netflix, like a series where Ger and I then maybe around nine o'clock, half nine at night, if I'm not gone to an event or working late at night, we'd, we'd sit in and we turn it on and we that's our go-to then for, and we'd keep watching until the series is finished. So that's one thing we do definitely try to do. Yeah. And I think it's, look, this isn't like, you're not throwing money at this. Like this isn't like no. a big fancy thing. It's just sitting at home, you know, just having a lovely... Are just being together you know yeah. and I think that's the thing you don't have to be lavish you just like no. t- one thing I've learned this year since the third child came on is the the importance of time and time yes. is such a limit it's such a commodity and it's so precious so like every hour that you have it has to mine like every hour I have is accounted for by somebody else in the house yes. somebody else that needs me but like to just even have that time is such a that is the rich, the rich, because there's no distraction. It's just the two of you watching something yeah. and sharing it. And it's and it's easy. And Mandy, in terms of like, obviously, there's a lot of couples that are listening here that have not got married yet. They're in the they're in the lead up or some people are going to tune in who are already married. But parting advice, what would you give to couples who are about to get married? Like, what would you say now in all your wisdom? I would say. I would definitely say always keep open communication, which is something people probably say all the time. Yeah. But I would say it's vital. Be honest, be upfront, say it as it is. And I would say open communication is a big thing, but also remember to make time for yourselves. Because as I said to you, as fabulous as it is, if you decide to have family or children or whatever, don't let that change who you are when you fell in love to get married in the first place. Yeah. You, you obviously married each other for each other to be together and your children are nearly like the extra bonus, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I family, it. Of course, that's obviously yeah. everyone's prerogative whether they do or don't, but 
I think that's where the pitfall can hit in because then all of a sudden you've got the guilty mother syndrome or the guilty father syndrome indeed you know that you're feeling you have to have the house absolutely perfect that you have to have you know you're having dinner on the table every evening but then when your children get older you're all of a sudden going off doing different activities whether it's dancing or singing or your whole thing then is revolved around that and next thing all of a sudden then you find both you're going a a different completely different direction so remember that the full cycle will come and all of a sudden, it's going to be back to just the two of you again. Yeah, and you'd want to still like each other at that point, wouldn't you? Look, and you still need that. Bark Sarah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? you like, do. Don't lose the whole mojo about yourself. About You know, you sit back and you think, this is another thing I see a lot in my industry, right? You see people and you're going out and you're, 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 go, you're in the love phase. Let's face it, you're in this love bubble. If you're getting married, you're definitely in a love bubble, right? And you're all of a sudden you're going away for a weekend or you're going out for a meal and you're getting dolled up to the nines. So that means 10 year nails are probably being done. You're looking amazing in a gorgeous, sexy outfit and the heels and the whole shebang. And next thing, all that goes. Mm. It's, you should still make an effort. Yeah. And remember that I'm not being funny and people might think that's real kind of like, you know, oh, there's more important things to life. And there is. Of course there is. But, but it's not about the nails. It's about effort. Correct. And I yeah. mean, like, you know, if you're attracted to each other, you're attracted to each other because initially you're probably, you know, you met in that kind of an environment or out and about or whatever way it is. So why don't don't lose that side of yourself either where you did make the effort, where you did get dolled up to go off on a date or out for dinner. or And that's what I'm saying. It's small things to keep in mind. Don't let those things go. Yeah. You know, yeah. But you need to keep the spark there. You do. I, and you know what? I'm a devil for that. Like, because there. there's not like as I said, like not enough hours in the day, like I'll turn up for work and get all dolled up for the events and everything like that. But then dinner on a Saturday night, if we were to eat out, I'd be like, oh, sure, I'll go as I am. You know, but now I'm yeah. kind of going, do you know what? No, Beck can get the foundation yeah. out. <laughs> to make the effort. And it's about making make the, the effort. effort. Yeah. And treat it as a date night, that it's you and your partner and what you used to do before family arrived or whatever the case may be. But I would say definitely don't lose the mojo. Don't lose the mojo. I love that. It's very important. Mandy, like you've actually given me serious food for thought, right? I love that because nobody will tell you that. Nobody will say that, right? So I love that. But look, we have a few minutes left and look, it would be, it would be, it would be remiss of me to not draw on your knowledge in the style stake. So I'm going to do a quick fire round with you. Um, And you might be able to shed some light just for those who are listening who are into their style. So, bridal as we know it doesn't change hugely it's a slow burner but what are you seeing in terms of style at this moment in time that brides are going for i would say a lot of lace it seems to be coming back in on again love it i don't think it ever dates it's so classic very feminine always and it's always you always see like majority of royals will always have lace as part of the dress with the exception of of megan markle but majority of royals will always have lace because it's timeless yes yeah i love that Mother of the bride, what are the looks that you're seeing? And because that's one thing I'll always say to anyone, if you're ever looking for guest inspo or mum of bride, like Mandy is up and down every one of those gorgeous boutiques across this whole country every other day, if not previewing it on Ireland AM, like you have you have the most amazing eye for this occasion wear. So like everybody needs to tune into you for this style and just go (laughs) through your feed because you put up some gorgeous stuff with, from the staples in Burr and all like there's some stunning, stunning stuff. And I would never think of piecing an outfit together the way you do. So 
brilliant for mums and guests. You. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very lucky, Zara, because I work with incredible boutiques around the country and literally the length and breadth of the country. And I am lucky. And um, and there's some amazing mother of the bride and groom outfits out there. And again, like that, if I'm going to give a style and tip here, I would say that generally speaking, looking at mums nowadays, they're they're a lot younger. Mm. And don't pigeonhole yourself to be an old mother at your son's or daughter's wedding. Yeah. And that's the truth, because sometimes some places or some boutiques or shops would pigeonhole you to look an awful lot older than what you are. Because it's the mother of the bride and you therefore it has to be composed in this way. Yes. And I just think, you know, you can still be a very beautiful, glamorous and elegant mother of the bride without having to look 90 before your time. But also remember, you don't want to be. You're no longer in your 20s or 30s and you don't mm-hmm. want like as if you're one of your your sons or daughters friends at the wedding either. Yeah. So there's a happy medium here on that. And it's about picking something that's classical, that's elegant, that's appropriate. There are the three things I would say to anyone that's choosing an outfit and in particular for a wedding. But I definitely would say, you know, sit back, know your style, see what you do like, but don't be afraid to try new things. But definitely be careful about getting pigeonholed into outfits that are, to me, are they're still out there. They're still on market. They're still being sold. But to me, they can make you an awful lot older than you need to be. Yes. Yeah. And and for guests, Mandy, what's the sort of lay of the land? Because, you know, the way you go through waves where it's all floral and then it's all bodycon. And then there was the Karen Millen phases with the satin dress, the signature (laughs) looks like what's the in thing now for guests coming into this summer? God, you know what I've noticed? I've been to a few weddings because a lot of our models are getting married at the moment or the influences and we're at, we're attending a lot of weddings. And as I call them, young weddings. And so I literally could have given birth to all of these girls. Literally, oh, stop. The weddings I'm attending. But, you know, it's sitting back and looking at the guests of what they're wearing. I've noticed, Sarah, nearly anything goes anymore at a wedding. It's yeah. amazing yeah. from a style point of view. But I suppose I would probably be a classic from a point of view. I still think you need to dress appropriately for the day that's in it. That's the truth. I would, there's certain things that I could wear if I was going out with the girls for dinner, if I was going out on a dinner date with Gerald, and I would be completely different from what I would wear to attend a wedding. Yeah. One, you need to keep in mind what you are going to, and there's a certain protocol so that therefore to me, which wouldn't be appropriate is going with a very, very short skirt on it or that, you know, that you're over revealing too much. Mm. You need to choose wisely on that. I, that's the truth. And I, and that's not being old fashioned. That's just picking something to me is classic and right. Yeah. If it's there. But I have noticed this year a lot of the style. And this is from designers on the Paris and Milan and London runways. This is not just our boutiques or shops here in Ireland. A lot of cutouts seem to be cut out. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. And a huge amount of younger guests attending weddings, that's what they seem to be going with. Now, I think that's all well and dandy and fine if you can wear it. Yeah. But if you cannot wear it, stay clear of it. Yeah, because so it's not overly complimentary either because there's certain ones, particularly where they're, where they're cutting out the, the waist, it's yeah. actually making it look bigger rather than than, right. than mi- minimising it. So, yeah, no, I, I get exactly what you mean. Yeah. Um, Mandy, like you're an absolute legend and I know I speak 
on behalf of all of our of your platform and catwalk gang when I say a big thank you for all you do for all of us because you are flat out always minding everybody else but yourself but you're absolutely fantastic and thanks for being such a great guest on this today and saying so much and telling us all so much tell us where can everybody see more from you and get your style inspo Oh, Sarah, thanks so much. You're very, very kind. Thanks to both yourself and to Ruth. I honestly, very honoured and delighted to be part of your podcast. I really am. And um, so for me, you can follow me on at Mandy Catwalk. And or indeed, you could check us all out, all of our team, including yourself, Sarah, on um, the platform by MM or Catwalk Model Agency. And just as you reminded me there, there's actually a, a good, there's there's a number of girls in the platform that are engaged. So you've got yeah. loads of, so if anybody wants to get in touch about that, there's loads of girls getting engaged um, over there that you can talk about. But also a big one, Jennifer Rin has her very own edit with Karen Millen for weddings. Yeah. Like, it is Karen Millen, isn't it? Yeah, it's huge. It was a really, really massive collaboration. But Jennifer, as you know yourself, she's an amazing girl. Yeah. And but to get her own edit with Karen Millen was absolutely yeah. really So there's a good idea for guests and a good yeah. piece. She's always amazing yeah. outfits on her own page as well. Fantastic. Lovely stuff, Mandy. Thank you so much. Sarah, thanks so much and have a fabulous afternoon. Thanks for listening to Real Weddings with Sarah. Thanks to producer Ruth Devaney, voiceover extraordinaire Phil Colley, and Pink Champagne Wedding Band for our Cool Finds jingle. Join me next week where we will be chatting to another top guest to get the scoop about their wedding day and married life. Until then, you can find me at Irish Wedding Blog on social media channels. 